Minimalism is the movement that encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hey friend, just popping in before this episode starts to let you know that this episode looks a little different than the more recent episodes of Minimalish. In the beginning, my husband and I started this podcast together as the Minimalist Family Podcast, and it's gone through a few changes along the way. I kept these episodes here because I still believe they are really foundational to explain the minimalism journey my family and I have been on, and they align with what my what Minimalish is all about. It's also pretty fun to have these early episodes on here where my husband and I are both sharing our thoughts on minimalism because, as his wife, his opinions and views on the topic are important to me. All right, that's enough explanation from me. Let's get to the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Minimalist Family Podcast. We are both here today. So last week I was by myself, but Nick is back to join me this week. Yep, I'm back. So today we are going to be talking about benefits of minimalism for parents. So we're kind of getting back to basics in a way. And we've personally been practicing minimalism for a while now. And what we've come across a lot is people with kids They might not just come out and say it, but they believe that a minimalist lifestyle isn't possible for them. So we think that's totally wrong. Um, Not that they're wrong, but that it's just a it's a limiting belief that that's not possible for them just because they have kids. So today we're going to talk about how we think minimalism is actually extremely beneficial for families. Um, We're focusing on why it's beneficial to parents. We are going to talk about the benefits for kids in a future episode. But we're focusing on you today, if you're a parent. We're just assuming that you might be. There's a good chance if you're listening to this. um, And how it will make a positive difference in your life. So we always, well, the past couple episodes at least, we just started this podcast. But we like to start out because we are both, I'm a former teacher, Nick's a current teacher. We believe in lifelong learning. We like to talk about the things we're learning this week. So I'll start us out by saying that my learning this week is maybe an obvious one, but my learning is that social media can take away from important things. And I'm sure that anyone listening to this probably is thinking, yeah, of course, that's totally obvious. But right now I'm actually learning it for myself. So I think it was, it used to be something that I knew, but I didn't actually like see how it was living it, how that was playing out in my everyday life. So, um, I never really wanted to acknowledge it until recently. I've been kind of just feeling like my brain is a little cluttered. Um, and being a minimalist, I've been seeking kind of how I can minimize some of the brain clutter, some of like my mental clutter that I've been having. And I, my thought kept coming to, I need to get off of like my personal 
social media accounts for a little bit, especially Instagram. I'm also off of Facebook just because I'll just go there and scroll if I am not on Instagram. Um, so I also wanted to be more present with Gemma at home and in general, it's been working. I've only been off for a couple of days and I've been seeing that I've been so much more present with Gemma. Like we went the other day to a petting zoo and just like a little fall festival and I was able to actually enjoy those moments without thinking about what Rather I'm than always having to capture that Instagram perfect moment. Exactly. And yeah, don't worry, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I I'm still using my phone, like but when I pick it up out of habit, I think like, oh, I needed to text my mom about this. So I do that and it's quick and then I put it down. It's like I'm actually connecting with friends and family with my phone um, instead of the distraction of Instagram. So I don't think social media is bad. I actually really love Instagram. It can serve a great purpose, but it's has been becoming a problem for me. It was totally clouding my view, cluttering my brain, and taking time away from some important things. So I'm currently taking a two-week break and um, on my personal accounts, and I am excited to kind of reform my habits around it when I come back to it. So I yeah. know that was kind of long, but... Well, that's okay. I think that's such a great thing you've been putting in practice that you've been learning is that social media can take away from the important things. And that's a tip that we gave, I think, a few weeks ago on five things to put into practice during the busy season is I think one of them was take a pause, take a pause from the busyness, specifically taking a pause from your cell phone. And obviously when you're drawn to your phone, it can be uh, oftentimes for social media purposes. Yeah. Uh, I know it is for me. Yeah. But what have I been learning this week? I think it's uh, pretty simple and it does tie into um, what we talk about with good things that take place when you put in minimalist practices in your life is that stuff will never be enough, but people will. So I think about when I, when I say that, I think about this past weekend, Des, we, Desiree and Gemma and I, we spent a lot of time together. We spent a lot of time with our family I and mean, we usually try to see friends too, but this weekend it was a, a lot of times about family. And so Desiree and I, we had a quick date night on Friday and we came home and we spent time. Desiree's mom was up here watching Gemma. Then her Desiree's brother came up and we spent more time together with them that evening. And Saturday, we all went together as a family, Des, Gemma and I, to just a little uh, fall festival. We had a good time together. And today we had Desiree's uh, cousin, her husband, our family up just enjoying uh, some after the afternoon together, watching some football and spending time together. And we saw more family this evening. We just got back. And, uh, you know, that's just such a great way to spend the weekend, I think. And rather than taking care of stuff and going out and shopping for things, uh, that wasn't part of our weekend. It was filled with the people that we love. And so, you know, stuff will never be enough, but people can be for sure. Yeah. And that is so relatable to today's topic. Um, so that is definitely a good learning. And we're going to basically talk just a little bit more in depth about that idea um, in a little bit here. So we have four reasons for you today. But before we jump in, I want to talk about why you can live a minimalist lifestyle with children. Because if you're already having that belief that you can't, then why do you care about the benefits? Because you just like have it in your mind that it's not possible for you. So this is just like a simple encouragement to you for that. Um, is that if you feel like you can't because, because you have kids and they bring a lot of clutter and stuff into your home, here's what I think about that. First of all, I do want to say 
we only have one daughter and she is one years old. So we basically totally control what comes into our house for her. But I think that you're the boss of, I mean, you and your spouse are the boss of your family. Um, in general, if, if you're a single parent, then it's you. So you are the one who decides what is coming into your house and you are the ones who think, you know, are able to decide and think about what is good for your kids. So sure, you might need to work with them on this. If they're older, you might need to talk with them about it, um, help them become used to living a minimalist lifestyle or understand the change. But either way, you get to decide as the parents if you're going to declutter and live with less. And that doesn't mean that you're going to like completely control your kids and get rid of all their stuff behind their back. If they're super young, no, then, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, unless they're like two or below, then they don't, they won't even really notice the change. But I would do that. Yes, <laughs> we have done that with Gemma. But um, but yeah. So if you if you have older kids, then you have to work with them over time. But that doesn't mean you can't start on your own and you know start guiding them toward that lifestyle. Yeah. And so that's kind of the bottom line. And we're not really sharing those practical tips of how. That is on our second episode. If you want to get started, um, that kind of will help you go through some steps on how to get started. And we also share what to do with your spouse isn't on board. So that might be a struggle for you too. But let's not go on about that. Let's get on to our actual topic. So let's jump in. Nick, what's our first reason? So our first reason why minimalism can be beneficial for parents is that minimalism can benefit you as a parent. Uh, how it can is that you'll have less to manage in your home. And you're oftentimes the one that does a lot of the managing, the cleaning, the tidying up within your home. So having less stuff, well, you'll have less stuff to manage in your house. So we have felt this one lately with bringing in more stuff into our home with Gemma's birthday party just the last week. But we've slowly been paring down to kind of level out our home after the influx of all the stuff that has come in. Plus, not only was it gifts, but gift bags, decor, everything that kind of goes in with a larger birthday party, which the last episode Desiree talked about, we we did decide we wanted to have a bigger party uh, for Gemma. We thought that was appropriate. She's our first daughter or our first child and yeah, our daughter. And uh, we wanted to celebrate her in this milestone and turning one. So you want to talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. So it was hard for us this week. I think we kind of, you know, our house kind of It didn't get close to the point it used to get to when we have a ton of stuff, but it felt like, you know, we had clutter and we had to level that out. And really what happens when you get rid of that and when I think like when you are minimalist, obviously that stuff can come back into your life like it did for us during this birthday party. Um, But you think through it and you are constantly thinking about um, what you have and and, you know, leveling it out. So although that takes time, it overall will make you have to clean less or take less time cleaning, which for me, that's a big win. I don't like cleaning. So um, we have less cleanup in general, I'd say on a, on an average day, wouldn't you think? Definitely. Yeah. I think with being a parent, why this is so important is that you'll have less to manage in your home is because you'll always have to manage your home. You are the parent. You're the adult in the house. We have a young daughter. There is always going to be a mess every day, no matter how clean it is at the beginning beginning of the day, there is always going to be a mess because everywhere that girl goes, she's pulling (laughs) stuff out, throwing it all over the floor. But when it's time to pick up and clean up, 
it is so much easier. Uh, it takes far less time. I'm not worried worried about that part of the day because I know what it looks like. It's yeah. not going to be that long. It's easy to think. It's it's easy to put out out of my mind and enjoy the day rather than think about cleaning. Even though I do like to get up and move when I'm at the house, and I feel that on my shoulders some days to be doing a lot. It's definitely far less because we do have less to manage in our home. And I think that kind of wraps up that that reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so our second reason is, and it goes along with that, and I think this reason, though, just reaches a little bit further, is that you it will lower your overall stress and level of overwhelm when you become a minimalist. So as a parent, there's no doubt that you are going to experience stress and be overwhelmed to some extent. Like for us, this year has been new parenthood for us, first time parents. Um, and obviously there was stress and overwhelm that came with that. But whenever we had a cluttered home, whenever we had a lot of stuff, plus that stress and overwhelm, it just like multiplies it. Um, and this is something we talked about in the beginning too, just how I think in our first episode and our second, we really talked about how minimalism helped, especially my mental health. And I think that would go for a benefit for a lot of parents. So it, a simplified environment and a less cluttered home is going to help your stress level and it's going to have you less overwhelmed. If you have several kids with busy schedules, then great. Your home will be a place of calm and a place that doesn't feel overwhelming to you. If you have seasons where you're home a lot, like we did whenever we were welcoming a new baby into the home, then of course you want your home to be a place of calm because you're spending a lot of time there. So that the fact that you know you, you can have this available to you to have less stress and less overwhelm as a parent simply by having less stuff. Um, I think that is a huge benefit and maybe one of the best ones. It's so important, yeah. Working to have less stress, definitely. Hey there, I'm just cutting in real quick to tell you about a resource I created for you if you're wanting to get started with a minimalist lifestyle. It's a minimalist startup guide that will help you in taking the first steps to not only a minimalist home, but a minimalist life in general. I talk about places to start in your home with decluttering, seven quick decluttering projects you can take on while your kids are napping, and tips on simplifying your life, not just your stuff. This resource is geared towards women and moms, as much of my content is on my blog, simplejoyfulwell.com, but I believe it could help anyone wanting to get started with minimalism. Check it out in the show notes or at simplejoyfulwell.com slash minimalist startup. That's simplejoyfulwell.com slash minimalist startup. All right, back to the show. So the third reason is that as a minimalist, you'll become more willing to open up your home to others, or at least you'll feel less stressed if some someone pops over unexpectedly, right? Because people do tend to do that, especially in the town we live in. We live in a town where we have a lot of family. We have folks come in all the time, uh, and we love that. But we don't have to worry about spending hours upon hours picking up the extreme mess that is your home, or at least not on a normal day. Now, our home, you come in the middle of the day, there's probably going to be a mess. But it's not that our home is a wreck because we simply don't have we don't have enough to make it a wreck to make it overwhelming to where it's you have to spend a lot of time to pick up and clean it up to make it feel comfortable for people to come in. So because your home will be easier to manage, you can host people in your home without hours of that prep work and cleaning up. And if you have less toys, you won't have a giant disaster after your kids invite friends over. So that won't be as stressful either. Yeah. So 
I think also it's important to note that it's not about perfection and you shouldn't feel like you have to have your home perfect to invite people over because if that's the case, then even as a minimalist, you're probably not going to want people over because like Nick said, if you come in the middle of the day, we might have a mess. Um, but you know, if you're inviting people over that you're close to, that shouldn't be a problem. It's just the simple fact that like, you're not going to feel embarrassed by your mess because I, I have felt that in the past before to where like, you know, there's laundry piling up for days. There's stuff that's been laying around for months that I haven't touched because I just don't know where to put it. And that's just not the case anymore. So, um, you know, if you want to host people in your home or if you just have family that pops over all the time, this is a benefit for you for sure. And our last reason is that you will enjoy your kids and family more. And This is my favorite one. Yeah. And I think this is just the most fun one and I think the one that like really gets to the heart of why we became minimalists in general but Nick do you want to talk about it well I think well it's my favorite because obviously who doesn't want to enjoy the time that they have with family and friends and their kids being a parent everybody every parent I believe wants that they want to enjoy their time with their kids ultimately though their time our time has in the past been taken away because of obligations, commitments, and stuff. When you have a lot of it in your life, it takes away from other areas and takes away from important areas such as your family, your friends, and your kids. And so when you do have less stuff on your plate, you get to enjoy that time a lot more, I believe. You don't have to think about it as much as well when you are spending that time with your loved ones. So minimalism definitely generally makes you a more intentional person as you think more about what you buy. You tend to think more about every aspect of your life, like where you are spending your time. And it definitely helps you kind of filter what's going on in your life and what's coming in. Yeah, for sure. For me, I I think about the fact that like so many parents that I know and so many just, it goes back to the stress and overwhelm thing. And, and like so many times for us, it's been for me, like before minimalism and even now still like there are times when I'm just like wishing for nap time right I'm like wishing for Gemma to go to sleep because I have so much to do and and that's just not what I how I want to live my life like I don't I'm not saying that all the time you're going to want to spend all the hours with your kids like obviously you need that break but for me I want to enjoy those hours with Gemma like she's only this age for so long and that's going to continue as she gets older you know I want to savor my, I want to savor her. I want to savor my future kids. I want to savor like one one another. Um, and I think minimalism has really made me think about that more. And not that it was an automatic thing. Sure, having less to clean, having less stuff helped me along the way and helped me be able to actually spend that time. But the mindset of it definitely came from like Nick said, minimalism making me just more intentional. And that's like a buzzword right now, right? Like be, be intentional, be present, but how do you get there? And I think minimalism as a concept isn't just about your stuff. It's also about kind of the deeper stuff. Like how can you clutter your life less so that you are spending time and, you know, your thoughts on important things. And that's kind of what stemmed like the social media break that I talked about at the beginning and now I'm like, I find myself truly enjoying Gemma, like truly. And, and how, like, of course you enjoy your kids, but how, 
like how many people can say like, I'm not stressed out by spending time with my kids because I'm not thinking about what I need, what else I need to do. So I think that's where it comes. And same with like time together, you know, we're not always thinking about what needs done around here. We, we can go on date nights and not worry about the fact that we haven't cleaned up the kitchen yet, or we haven't like cleaned up the giant mess that is in Gemma's room. Just kidding. That sometimes does happen, but, um, but we can do that because we know it's only going to take us 20 minutes versus like hours and hours of a project. So before we move on to the listener question, Nick, why don't you kind of wrap up what we just talked about? Give us the four reasons uh, why minimalism is beneficial to parents. So the first reason was that you will have less to manage in your home. The second is that you'll have less overall stress. The third is that you will be more willing to open up your home to others and be inviting with having less of a mess or feeling less embarrassed of what's going on in your home. And the last reason is that it will help you enjoy your kids and your family more. Right. So our listener question is, I think it kind of goes along with this because, you know, you, you think minimalism feels overwhelming and it's no doubt that it's hard to start. Um, but I think that like, honestly, for me at the beginning, I was thinking about like, okay, what do I have to be if I'm a minimalist? Like, what does that, like, what are the general rules around that? So what do you think of this question, Nick? Are there rules to minimalism? I think there's, it's, I think there's more guidelines than rules. Not everyone's life looks the same. So putting or practicing minimalism is is not going to look the same for everybody, and I don't think it should. But I believe, yeah, there are guidelines. I think guideline number one is get rid of some stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. That's like the whole. That's like the main concept. I think is just have less stuff. So if you are going to practice minimalism in your life, then I think that is a general rule of thumb. I think guideline two can be think about what is coming into your life, whether it be possessions commitments, the things that are taking up your time during your day or taking up the money in your bank account. Yeah. I think those are good things to think about. So yeah, you want to get rid of things and you want to filter what is coming into your life. Yeah. So the fact that it's actually like, it's an active thing. Like minimalism is like you are actively a minimalist. It's not like, oh, I've become a minimalist and it's a one-time thing. Right. Yeah. And I think whenever, and Nick, you can let me know, like we're kind of just wrestling with this question here together right now. It's a great um, question. Yeah. I think, the, yeah, the, I mean, the simple answer is no, there are not rules to minimalism, but there's definitely guidelines and things that I believe most of every minimalist out there has in common with one another. But again, it looks different from each, from person to person. Yeah. And, and I think that whenever you, and I said this in the last episode when I talked about So if you, this is episode number six, if you go to episode number five, I give kind of like a short and simple tip on receiving gifts. And I kind of can apply this to rules for minimalism is that I said, when you're getting gifts, like don't be a jerk. Or when your kids are receiving gifts, don't be a jerk about it. And I think that is what happens when you tend to put too many rules around minimalism is that one, it steals the joy from you as a minimalist, like this is supposed to be something that benefits your life, not something that puts these standards that you have to uphold, um, you know, like pressures that you're putting on yourself. Like that's totally 
opposite from the point of it. So, and that's what can make you a jerk, really. It can make you, you know, negative towards people that are giving you things, which obviously, yes, then you're going to have to go through and re-level, but, um, you know, you don't want to steal the joy out of life just because you are a minimalist, because minimalism is supposed to make you more joyful. So I think that's what happens um, when you think like, okay, we have two people in our house, so we can only have two forks in our drawer, like that type of thing to where you count things. And I'm not saying no, you shouldn't count anything, but I think if you're trying to like count everything in your home, you're trying to put a rule around how many of each thing that you have, then that might, that might kind of steal your joy. Yeah, I think you want to think more. I think you want to think. <laughs> I believe you want to think more about what is the goal? What is the purpose of becoming a minimalist? What What is that purpose for you? So I even think in a real life example, being a teacher, I don't like to point to, to my students to rules in my classroom. I don't, I don't really label them as rules. Uh, you know, if you go into a classroom, rule number one, you raise your hand. Rule number two, don't talk when the teacher's talking. That may work for some, but I like to phrase it to my students as what are the goals? What are the goals of our class? Uh, rather than what are the rules? When, you know, given reminders uh, to refocus my students, I ask, ask them what are the goals rather than the rules? And I think that's, that could be said here as well. It's not what are the rules, but what, what, what's your goal? What's the purpose behind it? Yeah. And I think a way to achieve that is something that like one of the first things we both did whenever we started becoming minimalists, um, is we had, we established a why. And I think another thing that you can do other than just like having a why for minimalism and having your goals is that you can create a list of values, like personal values around minimalism. And those will be your personal guidelines. That's a great question though. The listener question, are there rules to minimalism? They can be simply answered, but then it's a lot of critical thinking. I think that each person is going to answer differently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry if we went off on too much of a tangent there, but I think that's a great question to continue to think about too. Yeah. And we like to think about these listener questions ahead of time, but we also kind of want you to see us, um, see our actual thought process on the mic. And we really think fully about these episodes in advance so you don't get to really see the thought process behind every single word we say. So with our listener questions, that's kind of what, what we want to offer you is just like, I guess, how we think as minimalists too. So that's how we thought through that question. And um, we are thankful for all of our listener questions. So go ahead and email us or, you know, find us on Instagram at Minimalist Family Podcast. We are still on Instagram, even though I'm currently off of my personal one. Um, so you can find us there and ask us a question. Um, with that, before we go, we want to say thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying it, go ahead and give us a rating, give us a review, um, especially on iTunes. That really helps people discover our podcast. You can do that on Stitcher as well, wherever you're listening, um, if there's a rating and review system. But we appreciate it so much. And also, if you want to subscribe so that you stay updated on our episodes, you should definitely do that. I've noticed because I'm still learning how to be a podcaster that um, people who are subscribed get to hear our episodes earlier than they come out for the rest of the people. So it's only a couple hours, but hey, why not? Right? Because then you can listen it, listen to it on your commute to work instead of on your way home. But just wanted to say that and 
we will talk to you next time. Cheers. This has been an episode of the Minimalist Family Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And if you're loving the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. It will definitely help us get the word out and help other people discover our podcast. Even better, go ahead and share this with a friend that you know will love it too. We hope to see you back here next week. Until then, cheers to living with less stuff and more joy. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.